Are you rolling? I'm rolling now. Aiden, Aiden, A in it. Hello and welcome to this midnight edition of Maiden A to Z. Uh, my name is Eric and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. Midnight. All night. There yeah. you go. We have a guest today and our guest has a guest. Guest deception. I'm going to introduce our guest and then our guest is going to introduce his guest. That's how it's going yeah. to work. Our guest is Andrew DeBroy coming in from, is it Ontario? It's Canada anyway. Yes, <laughs> Ontario. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had an O in my mind. It's the Great White North, as it's referred to sometimes, I, I've gathered. Oh, yeah, skull from the other north. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Indeed, it was very cold today. It was about minus 25 degrees. Right. We've had Fahrenheit or Celsius? Celsius. We use <laughs> Celsius. That's cold. We've had, That's That's we've had the, an on-off winter here. Like, uh, it's snow, and then the next day it's completely bare, and then snow again. But it's quite typical of Stockholm to hover around zero, which is not ideal for anyone, really. No one really likes that. I'd rather have like minus twenty. It's it's weird because you guys are I think are way more north than we are. Uh, we are, but we have the Gulf Stream. That's the thing, uh, and the, that comes from all the way over on your side anyway. But yeah, that's how it works. I think we gained like go. ten degrees or something out of that. Anyway, this is not a metrological A to Z podcast. No, it's not. <laughs> we we also say Z, not Z. Z, yeah. Z that's nice. Yeah, that, yes. Sir. Uh, I asked I asked um, uh, our friend uh, Dan Mortimer uh, if he ever says uh, Z, and he said, "Yeah, with the band ZZ Top, no one says said Z Top." Right. That's yeah, probably true. Yeah. Right. I guess that's fair. Yeah, they are ZZ Top. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just also just one last thing about the weather. Uh, we actually had the northern lights were visible yesterday and today. Aurora borealis. There you go. That's what it's called. <laughs> located, located. So yeah, it's, oh, that's great. Once oh, in my, my life, I've seen them green. It was yeah. really cool, actually. Yeah, it was cool. It's good stuff. So you also have a guest. We have, we we have a guest within a guest. Yes. Yeah, so I have um, my friend here. His name is Mark. We call him Gower. His middle name is Gower. Uh, we've been friends since high school, and he um, he actually introduced me to Maiden back back in high school. So uh, that means we can just Mark. stumble into yeah. the Maiden story right away because yes. your Maiden story yeah. is going to be uh, shared, right? Anyway, it's going to be a shared story. So let's yeah. let's do it. <laughs> so tell us tell us your your Maiden story. Uh, I guess uh, it would be for when I first moved to Ottawa, uh, fifteen or so years old. You know, get out of the dial-up internet, uh, back into the uh, cable internet, uh, started to explore my own musical uh, interests. Uh, started with, like, punk, you know, like, Sum 41 and Offspring and stuff. I was like, I really like the guitars. Mm-hmm. How can I get more of that? Yep. Branched out. I got a, had a buddy at the time who was into uh, into metal, like Disturbed and Metallica, stuff like that. So this must have been, uh, I'm just going to check here for time reference. This is, like, early 2000s then, it sounds like. By the references, uh, or late 90s. Uh, that's uh, to, that's 2004, 2004, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was listening to Offspring back in 8th grade, I remember. Uh, Americana was the new album at that time. Yeah, uh, like uh, the guitar yeah. solos, really, those are the thing I enjoyed. It's like, I want to get more guitar. Branch out into metal, uh, 
was starting to listen to Maiden. Uh, Brave New World uh, was uh, an album my buddy uh, lent to me at the time, and like Brave New World, Wicker Man, like liked them immediately. Started listening to more, and then it was almost immediate love, man. It's well, yeah, I'll entry, be thy entry name, point, the dark. entry point, Brave New World. Was that the very first Maiden you heard, or was that the new hype when you got into the band? Because for me, uh, it wasn't Bra- the Bra- first I heard, but it was the first big happening, and I think it was the same for Eric in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. Bra- Brave New World was the first full album I'd ever listened to. Okay. Uh, and then I just went backwards from there, and then I've been listening ever since. Uh, not on the same level as Andrew here, but uh, I introduced him to it, and uh, been a fan ever since. All right. And you're a listener only, or you play any instrument? Oh, no, just listen. Yeah. Uh, Dream I could play. Oh, uh, air guitar, but that's about air it. guitar. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah cool. air guitar yeah, is go. the best instrument. Yeah, he's pretty good at air, air guitar, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a we should have a made to the air guitar tournament at some point. <laughs> Indeed, I, I I hear it's uh big up there uh, with your neighbors in Finland with the air guitar. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'm half Finnish yeah, as well, so yeah. I mean, uh, definitely air guitar over here. Even though I play guitar, I do play air guitar as well. My, my air dad drums. was in an air. Everyone, an air everyone band. should play air drums. <laughs> so you can, you can, you can, you can air drum and you can air guitar. No one really air sings, do they? That's just singing. So that's miming, yeah. I guess. You're that's miming. miming. Sorry, oh, that's right. Sorry, miming. Miming. I guess you could lip, lip sync. <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. Lip well. yeah. I should, I should have thought that through more. Right. Air, dr- um, air drums. One of the songs we're going to do today. Perfect air drumming song, actually. Oh, for I sure. Have yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's okay. That was a pretty brief maiden story then. So you basically just got into them around Brave New World and stayed on. Yeah, man. Uh, Kept buying I guess I the records. Wavered, or... uh, wavered a little bit there. Got into EDM uh, for a few years. Uh, listened mostly exclusively to that, but now I'm back on uh, a little mix of both and uh, variety. All right. Yeah, I haven't mentioned it in this pod, but I had a I had two year phase in 2015, 2016 when I listened only to electronic music. Uh, yes. But it was just to, to do something different, you know. And I also uh, I tried uh, tried and make I uh, tried and produce such songs as well. But then I I just realized how good hard rock is <laughs> after that. Yeah, not that it's I've a superior genre, you know, but it's just my genre. Yeah. Okay, Andrew. I dabble into uh, electronic music ever since about 2011, 2012. Got into that scene and. It's a huge genre. It's similar to metal, you know. The subgenres sound completely yeah. different to each other. Like and you. like, there's some genres that are very commercialized now, and I'm not too much into that. Like uh, the EDM, I put air quotes around that. I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm more into like the progressive house or like sort of uh, techno kind of. EDM sound. is a I bit like, of a weird term. It's just electronic dance music. So it should really yeah. be all the genres, but it, it specifically is like uh, I don't know, Dead Mouse or <laughs> Swedish House Mafia or something. Uh, they got a lot you know, of metal light elements too I find yeah it's, it's kind some of the more aggressive some stuff or yeah. bass heavy it's a lot very metally uh, some sometimes ways. there's a lot of minor melodies you know minor scale melodies which is our Maiden like you know mm-hmm. in, in that kind of music yeah so back to Maiden um, <laughs> yeah that's what we're doing yes right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely uh, Mark introduced me to Maiden back in high school and we were supposed to see the Somewhere Back in Time tour back in 2008 uh, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And we were driving um, together with, um, I was driving, he was in my passenger seat, and then we had three people in our back seat. And uh, on the drive there, we Ooh, got both. into a pretty major car accident. Oh, shit. And we we were very lucky to have uh, to be in the front seat and let uh, 
to, you know, have the airbags pretty much saved our lives on that one. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was not a fun time. Uh, what happened to the back show, too? That would have been oh, our yeah, first, first show, and that, that set list was absolutely epic, and we were so pumped for that. So what, what happened to the people in the backseat? Um, one was serious injuries, the other two was... Yeah, minor. one was uh, my girlfriend at the time. She kind of broke her back, uh, essentially. Ah, so and the other two? The other two had, like, shoulder injuries on ah. each. Um, and I think they're both still, like, they have kind of um, lingering, lingering issues, yeah. uh, oh, issues with their shoulder. Um, yeah, it's uh, one of the worst days of my life, probably. Oh, yeah, that's horrible, day, actually, yeah. And there was no maiden, I guess. No, no, so no, 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 yeah, <laughs> we were like, we were talking about, like, well, we can't go to the show. Him now and I were the only two that might have been able to. We were pretty unscathed, like front seat and um, like, you know, airbags definitely saved us. And then we we're like, oh, no, like we can't, we can't just abandon. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, no, I, I kind of. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a yeah, weird yeah. Um, vibe, I guess, if you're just, you know, standing there and, and, and uh, having the best time of your life while your friends are in the hospital. Right, exactly. A bit of selfie action going kind on. Of, uh, kind of a traumatic experience. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's sure, okay to talk sure. about it now. But it took, me, it took me several years to be able to even watch the Flight 666 documentary. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. listen to Moonchild uh, for years after because that was uh, a right, song. That was the song. That's the One song. One of my favorite Holy songs. Shit. One of my favorite songs. Holy God, that's so true. Oh, my God. I didn't listen to it for years. I forgot wow. about that wow. child. And it's a pretty evil song too. It could actually work with a car crash. Theme. <laughs> you know, it's so weird how that kind of stuff, like, you know, even after, even if a song has no real relation to something bad that happens, you know, that's because I, I was thinking about today, um, not the same level whatsoever, obviously, but like 2007, um, there'd been just been a new Foo Fighters record out and I was listening to it. And that was right. in sort of that same time, I, uh, found out my, my, my fiance at the time was cheating on me and, uh, was, you know, we broke up all that stuff. I, I listened to that record today and it still feels weird. I mean, I don't give a shit about the relationship. I haven't talked to in years and I'm fine with that, but it's like, there's still lingering. It feels, still feels right. weird when you associate with something that bad that happened. It evokes an emotion. Yeah. And many, many. Which album was it, Eric? Foo Fighters. Oh, uh, Echoes, Silence, Patience oh, and Grace. Okay. I, think it's, I think it's their best yeah. album. <laughs> Well, I think my, my favorite is still Color and Shape, so that's fine. I'm glad nothing bad happened around that time. So right, that's good right. I think The Pretender but, yeah. is a pretty kick-ass song. I mean, I, get, I, song. I give that's a lot of flack to Foo Fighters in general, but uh, that's a good song. That's a good song. Thankfully for me, Moonchild wasn't one of my favorites, so I didn't miss it too much. All right, uh, yeah. So. One of my favorites. It's a really good song. It is a good good song. It's, it's not a bad song. When did you guys end up seeing him the first time, then? So we right, saw, we saw them later. together uh, two years later on the Final Frontier Tour, 2010. Okay, mm. yeah. In Montreal. Uh, it, so the Somewhere Back in Time Tour was actually a, a festival show. So that would have been at Heavy Montreal in the 2008. One. The first Heavy right, Montreal. Right, yeah. And the, like the lineup there was pretty cool, too. Like, I don't know, some other bands oh, that we were looking forward to seeing, but... Well, obviously Maiden was the main one, but two years later yeah. we saw them um, at the Bell Center in Montreal. Dream Theater opened. Mm. Uh, the seats weren't very good, but it was the still seats a good were, time. Yeah, the seats were pretty bad. We we're up in the 300 section. We were we were front row, eh? It was the front four, row 300s, yeah. yeah four we had a good us. view, just uh, not Far great. Uh, mm. wasn't didn't feel like part of it. Uh, the set list was cool too. Like back in 2010, 
I actually, no I actually thought it was the worst set list I've seen with Maiden that one, but I, really? I, that was the time I wavered though. So I was I, guess, I, I, guess I, I wasn't first show then. like I wasn't very hyped to hear uh, "Coming Home" and "Where the Wild Wind Blows" at that time. But then again, that songs no, are uh, kind of rare to hear play, live. So. They didn't play uh, any Final Frontier. Oh, it was the pre-tour. Ah, it was the pre-tour. I didn't oh, see that yeah, one. That, that, that okay. was killer. That so, was based on Millennia Maiden. It just came out, yeah. yeah it was a cool set Neo list. Cause it, it was some, for some reason, they called it the F- Final Frontier Tour, even though the album wasn't even released yeah, yet. Yeah, that's been discussed. But uh, yeah, this is just weird. Yeah. But uh, it's um, that was a cool set list. Uh, it's cool that they that could actually right. get that away was... with doing a, a, a new song-heavy set list like that. Not even Metallica yeah. would do that. You know, they wouldn't. Metallica wouldn't do a set where there was minimal uh, Master Puppets, minimal uh, Ride Lightning. That wouldn't happen. We, but, uh, we saw Metallica yeah. together too, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was, what, 2008? Oh, Death Magnetic? Yeah, that was a while ago. Ah. Yeah, Death Magnetic, yeah. That tour was so weak that tour in, as well. in Sweden. It was weak. That tour actually. Then they kind of got back. Right. Then they got back oh, on they, track. Playing uh, they wise. killed it. That was, oh. that was yeah. That was a really, that was really good. Actually, show. actually, what happened was when I was supposed to see them on that tour, initially, because uh, I was, I, I had a thing where I was sort of like cursed for years. I, I, I loved Machine Head, and every time I've tried, been going, you know, about to see them, something would happen that I could that sort of you know stop me from seeing them. Usually, it was stuff to do with me, like something bad would happen, and I'd kind of miss the gig. This time, Machine Head opening for Metallica. I'm like, yes, I'm going to fucking see Machine Head. And nothing happens for a while. And eventually, uh, Lars Kirk and Robert come up on stage and they tell us that Hatfield has gotten food poisoning oh, so from, yeah. eating, from, from eating oysters. So the gig is canceled. So I didn't wow. see Machine Head. Then. There we go. <laughs> Actually, I don't even like Machine Head and I've seen them four times. But do you like oysters? I like oysters, actually. I do actually like oysters. It's kind of weird and slimy, but they're good. I like seafood. Do you prefer oysters over Machine Head? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Okay, well, fair enough. Not, but not by far. I mean, uh, actually, Machina, like, they're good guitarists. Uh, I, I prefer Violence, if you know that band. Phil Demmel and, band. Phil Demmel and yeah. I think also Flynn was in that band. Yeah. I, I feel that Machine Head and Oysters fill very, very, very different purposes. Though. Yeah, but Oysters <laughs> and Violence, that's kind of <laughs> similar. Yeah. They're a bit of an oyster oh, metal band. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's... Uh, oyster metal. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Blue, blue Oyster Cult? Yeah, Blue Oyster Cult. The Oyster Cult A to Z would have been fun, but that's not what we're doing. And uh, no. we're heading back. I said it's the eyes, and it starts with a very intro type song. So it's kind of an introduction to the eyes for us, but it's an introduction to Killers originally. Mm. Written back in the 70s, uh, entitled The Eyes of March, which I late learned was a reference to Caesar's assassination. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to... Well, I didn't see this... Okay, so I didn't see this live... Because they didn't play it live, but they had it on the intro tape. Tape intro, yeah. Uh, tape intro when they did the early days tour. Um, That's pretty it, it cool. It was kind of, it was cool, but it was weird because they did so they did the Ides of March, and that led into uh, Murders in the Room work, mm-hmm. which kind of felt weird. I kind of was you you you'd expect, you kind of feel like Rathchild's supposed to. Be. <laughs> it should be Rathchild, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could really be any song because uh, yeah. I mean, neither Rathchild uh, nor uh, Murders have the same tempo or anything like. Uh, no, that is very true. That's uh, true. It's a march. So, it's a very very intro type song. I, I I'm kind is. of into intro songs. I know some like metalheads are, just get annoyed by an intro. They just want to you know get to it, get to the kick into the verse immediately. But I've always liked like a little bit of an intro, and this is maybe the most typical metal type intro ever in a good way yeah. it's like archetypical rather than typical i would say this is also the only second instrumental song we, we're tackling yep. right or yeah. is, is, that, is that right yeah second out of four yeah uh, and uh, maiden's shortest song of course 
but it's i mean is it a song yeah it is a song but <laughs> it's uh it's not a maiden type song you know it's a very brief idea it's more of a transport but um, oh, it is it is an intro that's, that's it's an intro you know, but it's an intro it's only their second album they're still figuring it out yeah and it's written in 77 yeah. too so it's released in 81 but it's written four years prior and there's a little story around that that needs to be mentioned and it's hmm? with samson yeah i i was i was digging into that today and i've listened to a, what what is the song called thunder they both kind of claim this tune thunder thunderburst Thunderburst, yeah. On, actually, yeah. funnily enough, it's on the first album with Bruce Dickinson in Samson. That's where Thunderburst is found. So there's like a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a web, this. It's a cobweb. Mm. <laughs> but uh, uh, the Samson version has a little acoustic intro, which makes no sense. It's just, yeah. it has nothing to yeah, do with the song. And then they kind of switched out one chord. Um, otherwise, it's pretty much the same song. And Harris is co-credited on it. But then when, when Harris went ahead and released Eyes of March uh, a bit later, he didn't credit anyone else. <laughs> it's just him. Which, didn't he uh, challenge them? Like, if you, want it, if you want your name on this credit, you're going to have to come at us and pretty face, much, yeah. face a big legal battle. We've been on this many times that on Killers and on Iron Maiden, there are ghost credits. Uh, that's why there's so much Harris, 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 Harris on it, because he just didn't include others. And um, yeah, that's a yeah. sort of a method he, he, he sort of runs by, uh, that if you're not in the band, you're not going to be credited, basically. Uh, and I don't know, I guess it's completely not legit. What do you think, Eric? I, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think that it's kind of weird that, I mean, I think, I know there's a, what sort of strikes me as weird is that when that is, you know, when the case, a lot of older songs, you know, there's probably, like I said, there's a lot of ghost credits, Whereas uh, they're so hardcore these days about not having anyone else having a writing credit that's outside of the band. Like I know, for instance, Roy Z attempted to write a song that he wanted. He was going to, you know, that was going to. He thought would make a cool Maiden song, and it ended up being a Bruce Solo song because you know there's no way Steve would let someone else have outside of the band have a writing credit. That was a song that ended up that Silver Wings that's on the Bruce's okay. best of um, record. So I think it's kind of silly that if they were involved in it, I mean, you know, it, it, for me, it wouldn't make it, I wouldn't like the song less if like fucking, you know, Doug Samson's name's on it or something as well. It, yeah. But it's really the same no, thing with Roy Z. It's just that with, in the case of Roy Z, he can't steal it. Otherwise he would just steal it and yeah. put Harry's on there. You know, if yeah. this was back yeah. in 80. Uh, I don't know why he's so ruthless with, the, with this or if it's like, uh, if Rod Smallwood is involved in being this ruthless or, or something, but it, it is ruthless and it's kind of illegal. You know? In a sense, yeah. you know, it is definitely going against some kind of um, some kind of law, I would say, some Probably, kind of yeah, copyright but, you know, law. He, but uh, yeah, he's just doing it anyway. It's like um, pirate, Ari the pirate. There you go. And uh, yeah, maybe we should listen a bit to the thunder, thunder burst. I've not heard that version, so that's kind of okay. Fun. Well, thunder burst coming up. That's not a good title, though, is it? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about Samson in general? For me, they always just weirded me out. It's just a strange-ass band. It's a very late 70s, early 80s metal title to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. that true, but that I love true. that era. I love that era, like late 70s, early 80s. But Samson, I, I don't know if I can. I don't really get it, I guess. Never got into Samson, really. I really want, I wanted to more than I've been able to. But yeah, no, yeah, I don't. I get what you mean there. So here comes Thunderburst. Um, Notice how, mm-hmm. how the intro to the intro is just, I don't know why they did it. Maybe to differentiate themselves from, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a weird choice. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds like uh, Wimsy Wimsy Spider. No, I was thinking about the Pantera song uh, Floods. But Floods is so much better. Though. Yeah, <laughs> so much it better. Remind me of Pantera. Yeah. And then just you know, has nothing to do with that. That's weird. That's weird. This sounds pretty good though. It sounds alright. It's right. a different key, I think. I think it is too. Yeah, yeah. And there's one chord in the cadence that is switched. I think it's here. Yeah. That's also switched. Yeah. I like to like this melody though. The melody is pretty cool, if you listen. Cool drumming. Actually yeah. great drumming. I'll say the, the, the intro, the acoustic thing there made no sense. No, that, that's fucked up. There's no other way yeah. to put it. That's just Very completely weird, yeah. fucked up. Yeah. It makes zero yeah. sense. Uh, like it's a different yeah. key and uh, and tempo. I think <laughs> it's just like slow. It's it's, 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 a, it's a weird. It was that was strange. Yeah. Uh, the maiden moves. version, I I prefer. Yeah. 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 The solos. There's a, solos. They and, on uh, it, right? like, and I mean uh, <laughs> the maiden version introduces two two important characters into the band as well introduces adrian and martin birch uh, right yeah i was gonna say that yeah, and martin birch uh, the, the production is obviously better uh, on ice of march as well but i would say this thunderburst is an okay interlude it's a good interlude sure yeah uh, and i guess he wrote it with steve or something maybe he came up with that little tom tom thingy mm. That's the air drumming, by the way. Yeah. No, I, I feel if I'd not heard the Maiden version, I th- probably would have enjoyed this, enjoyed this more. Uh, uh, very small differences in, in how it is. Like one chord is switched out, a different key, and then uh, the melody is a little bit more 70s sounding. I mean, that's the thing, because, and I, and I made it, as I said, as a joke just now, but it's actually kind of true, because the weird thing is, you know, this is obviously the version that came first, I would assume. Yep, so. yep. first released. So, so when I say, oh, they, they, you know, there's, there's a, well, there's different there. When you kind of feel in your, in your guts, like your, your bones, like, oh, that, you know, that bit's wrong. It's not wrong per se. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but it still feels wrong because you're used to the other one. I mean, it's still in key as well. This, this song is strictly in the E Aeolian E minor key. Oh no, yeah, y- yeah it's not. It's or not I, that I guess it's, it was yeah. another key actually in that song, but still Aeolian or minor. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the story about that. And I mean, still there, uh, Steve Harris, a bit of a naughty boy there. I would say, yeah, not, so not giving any credits to anyone, just taking it all. <laughs> Harry's so Maybe credit. it's a yeah. four horseman, like Metallica, Megadeth kind of situation where it's, oh, yeah. they, they, did, both they have did credit claims Mustaine. to it, and, and they credited Mustaine though. They actually did on on, on that song. It's true they did. Yeah. Uh, 
I think there's a bit more to it too. Um, Barry Perkis, who was uh, Thunderstick, uh-huh. who was oh, yeah, yeah. who was one of the early drummers of Iron Maiden. Apparently, he kind of had a hand in in writing that little drum uh-huh. lick okay. or whatever. And then um, he, so I, I was I was listening to the Talking Maiden episode on this, and Nesbit uh, had some background on it. This Barry Perkis, a.k.a. Thunderstick, um, he was um, he was instructed to give Mr. Harris songwriting on Thunderburst on the Samson album. He was instructed. Uh, I like that. <laughs> instructed uh, by EMI representation, Iron Maiden management and legal team, where I was told in no uncertain terms that I should push. Oh, sorry. Should I push for a songwriting credit on the Iron Maiden version? I should prepare for a highly contested legal wrangle. Nice. My, my one question is, if Steve Harris insists that he wrote the composition, regardless of the arrangement, why the fuck did he not push for total songwriting credit on both the Samson and Iron Maiden versions instead of settling for half? It's dodgy. It's, it's weird, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's kind of, and I don't know, I guess there's, there's, Steve there's, Harris there's, has a, a history with some, some of the... Steve Harris. Yeah. yeah, Steel yeah. Harris. Yeah. yeah, it also it also occurs to me that there's certain phrases in the English language that are never followed by something positive, and the the phrase "in no uncertain terms" is never followed by something nice. <laughs> Emphasis. I've been a customer yeah. here for twenty years. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah po- pointing out pointing out how long you've been in a place. Oh is yeah, awesome. wasn't that one of your tweets? Uh, yeah, recently? it was. Yeah, that was me the other day. I, actually, I have to say, I have to admit, I pulled that card a couple of times. Like, hey, I'm an old customer. Uh, Give me some customer care. For, listen where listen here. I think it was some online thing or something. I've been on for a long time, and then it was some some weird thing about. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But I did pull no. that old man card. Uh, there you go. But, well, you also you're an old man. You can. I do am. That. I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, but um, yeah. uh, so what are we gonna say about the song? If we, we let's let's just uh, conclude the the whole thing about the writing credits. What do you think about the actual song? Uh, I would say, uh, again, I like intros, and I think this is a cool one. It's kind of minimalistic, actually. It's a very, very basic yeah. riff that goes around. And then, of course, they add the marching snare and a couple of really sweet solos to that. I think it's a solid, solid concept. Great opener of, of Killers. I wouldn't imagine it any mm. other way. It's uh, probably one of the best album openers uh, for me, actually. Even though it's like, I agree. it's hard to compare what it to What about Satellite something. 15? Uh, it's better than that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, we'll get to that in a while. We will, uh, we will. But I would say, yeah, like, uh, of course, it, you, it's hard to compare it to something like Aces High or even Prowler, but because this is not a song as such. But I think, as just, you know, as a vibe, it's one of my favorite openers of their entire career, actually. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Would you put it in the top five of album openers? Uh, yeah, I think so. But they have good openers. So I, no, no, I wouldn't actually. No, because yeah, you have, you have yeah, Moonchild, you have Moonchild, you have yeah. Sign of the Cross, you have Wireless Dare. Yeah, if you, Eternity should fail. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Another opener. Gonna... Another opener. Uh, so no, I wouldn't actually. Tail Gunner. <laughs> that's a good uh, Eric loves Tail Gunner. I think it's pretty cool too. But yeah, yeah I guess it would be uncomparable. What's Fears of Dark and Be Quick or Be Dead? Uh, also great. I think, I think the difference. I think the difference between the ones too. I think the other differences between the ones you mentioned so far, the other ones, whereas Ides and Marches, uh, 
you know, it's an intro and it's like, you know, but it, it is a short contained kind of intro thing where if you get like Power Slave, you have fucking Aces High there, yeah. which is one of the, you know, their biggest songs. So it's, it's, it's very, it's a, diff, it's a different beast, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could compare it to the actual intro of Aces High. Ending. That's closer, I guess, to, to yeah. what Ice of March is. So, but, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I love the song, always did. And as a kid, uh, did you guys also? Are you? Are you, I mean, Eric, you're older than me, but I don't know if uh, I, I can still ask. Are you guys old enough to have had a C60 cassette phase in your life when you recorded stuff onto cassettes and listening yes. uh, in a Walkman? I did definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, always when it kind of didn't even out, I always put Eyes of March in at the end of my like <laughs> cassettes uh, because it was a short one. Uh, that was something I always put in there. Uh, so so yeah, it's been with me basically my whole musical life. This that that track, yeah. I like to play it too. Uh, I, I made like a sort of a plucked arrangement of it, a bit of a calmer arrangement where I play both the lead and the melody in in one go. Uh, like that's cool. I remember that. Uh, that was nice. Sort of like the origin for for this podcast, actually that that, that little video, in a way, or, or the yeah. seed. It was the seed. Seed, the seed. Yeah. yeah. So, um, cool. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I don't see you, Mark. So I'm trying to remember that you're here. No, I know. I'm a little uh, upset with the, what the, do you the think mic, about this mic track? there. The camera's not big enough. Uh, uh, yeah, it's all right. Per- personally, for me, unless I'm listening to like Killers straight, like start to finish, it's there. He is. Oh, hi. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's probably not making its way to many playlists. Uh, I mean, because it's so short and it's not. Again, it's not their best instrumental. Like Transylvania is not that you can put that on the same alone. Lost for words. Yeah, Transylvania like, won in our poll in Maiden A to C Friends of the Beast on Facebook. Join if you haven't. Uh, and um, Transylvania won, but it's actually Transylvania is my least favorite of the instrumentals, and I love Transylvania. I, I just okay. love these four instrumentals, you know. Uh, for me, they're all killer. And they're kind of different. We did Genghis Khan before. Same album. Killer, pun intended. But, but very different. Uh. It's a very different beast. <laughs> like, we always see different beasts these days. We need to come up with something new. But anyway, it's a different beast compared to Genghis Khan, which is more of a full song with several themes. Uh, this mm-hmm. is just an intro. Oh. Lost for words. I'm going to look up syn- synonyms to beast. <laughs> <laughs> a, different, a different dog. But uh, uh, Lost for words, more of a song. Uh, as Genghis Khan and uh, Transylvania, maybe in between, I would say. Uh, and this is clearly just an intro. Yeah, it, it's very clearly just an intro. It's not a standalone like the other three, right? Like, no, and but I, I think for me personally, I would love if they actually played it live instead of put it on tape. Because why not? They have three guitars. With three guitars, you can easily do this track. I looked that up on uh, setlist.fm today to see mm-hmm. if they ever played it. And nah, apparently, they nah. did play it. Oh, they did? live. Uh, October 5th, 1979. They played it at the Ruskin Arms in London. Apparently, okay. that was That's the cool. only time that they actually played it, like, not on tape. I guess it can make uh, sense, because even Metallica played the Ennio Morricone song, Ecstasy of Gold, once. Uh, with, with James Hetfield on lead guitar, actually. <laughs> Yeah. 
which is their tape info. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. They play in S&M, don't they? Uh, they, do, they do S&M. They do yeah. S&M. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then it's the orchestra doing it actually, not the band. That's uh, true. Yeah. That is true. They, that's they true, actually they're, they're, they actually did it with the very band uh, once. I think there's a video. There's also a version. There's a version of the song. Is that, is that what you're talking about? The version of the song that's on the Ennio Morricone tribute album. Oh, okay. So that's how they. That, but that's a studio version. So I just looked it up. If you want to have synonyms for a beast, we have um, animal, wild animal, mammal, varmint, beastie, creature, critter, quadruped, vertebrae, or lower animal. I like mammal and I like vertebrae. It's a different a different mammal. That's a nice ring to it. The, the vertebrae of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you don't like quadruped? Uh, that sounds uh, No, nah, it confuses me. Critter? Vertebrae. Critter? Lower, Isn't vertebrae number, something number to do with your spine? No, yeah, I know. I, I think I've mispronounced it. I don't know how to pronounce the word. Vertebrae is an album by Enslaved, a band I like. Oh, yeah. It's something to do with your spine, I think. Or, or like L- a, lower animal sounds condescending. Low, a different lower animal. <laughs> but what, yeah. what more can we say about this song? Um, I mean, I, I'm going to play a bit of the riff. Oh. Because it's just, mm, one, it's just one riff. Uh, I'm not plugged in, but anyway, we have the... Nice. Very basic stuff. But you don't need more than that. It's just it's very. It's kind of medieval, you know. I'm, I'm thinking about um, Tony Iommi, actually. When you did it that way, it sounded very Sabbathy. Yeah, uh, and uh, because he likes, you know, uh, what song is that? Um, Snowblind. Oh, that is true. That does sound kind of snowblindy. Similar vibe. And that's the only riff in this song. There's no other riffs. And then it kind of, you know, shapeshifts through different arrangements. Uh, I think the marching snare has to be mentioned. I think that's kick ass. It works so well as a, like, you know, an intro to a, like a, a gig scenario because it builds it, it builds it up. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a huge. Yeah, if yeah. they didn't have Doctor Doctor, and like this would be kind of ideal well, to. Well, they they did when when I saw them when they did do this as the intro, they did Doctor Doctor first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Metallica, oh. Metallica has uh, it's a long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, ACDC, they have that before Ecstasy of Gold, and I think uh, Kiss has something they always do as well. I'm not into Kiss, I don't know, but they also have a song they always play uh, prior to intro. So that's like if you're a yeah, huge yeah. rock band, you have that too. Hmm. Uh, let's, let's listen a bit to um, the Ice March. Uh, I think we have to 
we have to give some focus to Adrian's contribution here. It's actually his first contribution, right? Discography-wise. Definitely, yeah. His first ever appearance on, on an Iron Maiden album. Yep. And if I recall correctly, I haven't listened to this prior to the episode because I've already listened to it so much, but I think they make a very swift uh, changeover in the solo, like on the dime uh, from, uh, from him to Dave. But uh, let's see. Martin Birch, yeah, killer intro. I never, I never really gave too much thought to this song, really, like until, until I found out that because I, when I was reaching out to you, Jonathan, earlier uh, to get on an episode, and and I, we were kind of going through the alphabet, and I'm like, oh, you know, if Eternity Should Fail is one of my one of my favorite. Yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna get there. The we're gonna new get era there. songs, and then and then was like, okay, well, we we'll kind of have to tag tack on ides of march at the same time yeah but that's not the, so that's been, not that that's not a burden that's a bonus right no it's not and so i've been listening to it for the past like week or so and yeah. it's been uh, it's and today um just while clean, cleaning the apartment i was just like on kind of just like auto playing through my head like just that whole the whole song was just kind of playing uh, in my head it's just so catchy and yeah, it really yeah, like yeah. gave it much thought until I had to like do a deep dive on it. And I'm like, oh wow, this like two minute song. You There's know what so strikes me it. now? What strikes me about this song is that it's the perfect length. Because when you make an intro, it's easy to make it too long and it's easy to make it too short. It has like to be the it has to, it has to be the perfect length. <laughs> it has to be the perfect length. And in this case it's one minute forty six seconds. That's the perfect length for this intro. And it, it's also sh- short enough that they could have just tacked it onto the song. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with Ratchild, so I think that would have been a no, bad, true, bad yeah. call for me. Yeah. Uh, because n- yeah, nothing yeah, to do yeah, with that song, really. It's the same. It's in no, e. yeah. It's Rat- in Ratchild e. is a... You know what I think? Of, like, so when I saw Judas Priest in uh, 2018, they were doing their Firepower tour, and uh, they opened with Guardians, which is uh, like just an instrumental. 
um, with like some piano and then it gets into some guitar and they open with that. They played that on tape, but then it, instead of going into rising from ruins, which was I, what I think it should, it logically follows right into that song. Yeah. yeah. Like it is an intro to rising from ruins, but instead they played the song firepower at the end of guardians. And it made no sense. Yeah. That's, that's weird. actually that priest weird. also have a iconic intro. This, this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And then of course it goes into It's way shorter and also the perfect length. So it's like there's That's no a, there's no answer to the perfect length. It has to be like for for each each case. Alien and direction electric eye. But yeah, and so I, yeah, yeah, with the electric eye. That's what, yeah. That's exactly. a good one. I've I've never talked about Eyes of March this much before. No, yeah. I don't think anyone has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Besides Nesbitt, I guess. What I realize now, this is a killer intro to a killer album named Killers. It's just killer, 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 killer. It, it's great. It's great. <laughs> He told me this was one of the two songs. I was like, uh, isn't that just a short intro? Like, what they can talk about? Like, right. So, uh, we're we still, still cutting 40 minutes out of it. Yeah. So. Last, <laughs> last week, we were supposed to, uh, Mark and I were supposed to hang out, and then we kind of postponed it a week. I guess we had conflicting plans. And then I was like, oh, I, have, I have an idea. Why don't you come on this uh, Maiden podcast? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. going to talk about these two songs, Ides of March and If Eternity Should Fail. And he's like, but why? That's just a <laughs> random combination. Of well, it's, it's, like, it's oh, alphabetical. It's, it's alphabetical. Oh, okay. In, in our cool. universe, it's not that random, you know. Not really. It's also weird because at the moment, this is an this is delightful. But also, if you think about it, so it, it's one o'clock in the morning here, and I'm, we're sitting here talking about the eyes of March. Yeah, and, and super important. It's only important. seven p.m. for us here. We already addressed many times that what we do is what we do in this show is not important, but. It is important because it brings joy to people. There you go. And uh, yeah, it's a march on the list for me, uh, definitely. But also, so. also like it, it might be like not be in the final top fifty just because it's just an intro. Maybe I'm not sure. Let's see when it happens. But uh, yeah, for me, I have no complaints. For me, it's a perfect intro. I'll put I'll put it on there. Then. Any complaints on this song? Uh, not including the um, Steel Harris thing, but uh, like for me, like this song lacks nothing. It has everything it should have. Uh, perfect length for it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's unremarkable, is what I'd say. Like it doesn't stick out in any way. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle unless you're listening to that album, kind of thing. Uh, it's the shortest instrumental. It's not really a song standalone. I I th- I wouldn't I, I I wouldn't put it on the top fifty. I mean, I would, I would have songs. I would have a, a hard time displacing any other like song that I would sing along to. You know, I don't know because what there's what hundred and seventy ish Iron Maiden songs. Mark, are you familiar with Priest uh, Judas Priest um, Hellion on, or rather the album uh, Screaming for Vengeance? Are you familiar with that? I, I am a fan of Judas Priest. So I, because uh, I, I just then I would ask if Helion is more remarkable. Uh, maybe, maybe it is. Uh, I think it's something more there, live yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's more. It's yeah. It's it's more well known, I guess, uh, because they play it more often. Right, Maiden doesn't uh, play this at all. 
Yeah, but the, the, and priest plays it. It's not on tape, or because it's so long since I saw priest. They opened with that song yeah. then, but uh, I, I was don't supposed remember. to see them live a couple months ago, and they like, the guy had a heart attack. So right. Just, <laughs> yeah, we were, right, right, that would be yeah. my first time, and I they're the only like main like metal hero band that I haven't seen that uh-huh. I want to see. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping Did, to see them at some point. Didn't they just announce uh, they're going back to a five piece? Yeah. So after 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 I guess um, you got uh, like I think Jonathan, I think you were there, and uh, yeah, it's was, uh, because of fucking metal that they changed their mind. I think. Yeah, that's why that, that, <laughs> they do it. <they're> <laughs> yeah, that's the we only just reason. Said, we just said this. This is not gonna go, guys. It's not gonna fly. But I mean, it definitely is not gonna fly. You can't make a one guitar band out of the. the no, most, you need the dual. You got. You need to have the dual guitars. I mean, I mean if you could do both guitars, then sure. But well, it's, uh, it can't yeah, be easy. Yeah, really. you, you can't. Basically, you can't. But there's some tricks to make it seem. Unless like you can. get four arms. Uh, but also, like there can't, there can't be. I mean, the world is. The, if you could, there's so many guitars out there. They could just fight. If, even the guy yeah. couldn't do it. But to be yeah. honest, uh, all this has been said already. Go listen to fucking metal instead. There you go. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just checked. By the way, when they do the Alien Live, they, they do actually do it on tape. At least they did last time. Right. That's what I thought. That's also tape intro. They don't play the Helion either because there's it's a lot of layering in that too. Uh, Same with Guardians. Or, or do they? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not claiming to know here, but I always figured, I always thought that they actually put it on tape. Okay, so any of your listeners might know better, might be bigger Priest fans than I am, even though I'm a pretty big Priest fan. Uh, yeah, just write to us and say, do they play Hellion Live? I think they don't. I think they don't. Uh, George from uh, Metal Gods Pod is going to be on in like, not too long. He can tell us then. All right, yeah. Cool. I hope he misses this, misses this bit, so we can put him on the spot, so he like has to know. And if he doesn't know, it'll be very embarrassing for him. I'm pretty uh, sure they play it on tape. Like he's knowledgeable. I don't think they play it. It makes sense. Uh, but listen, guys, tape. we can't get stuck on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dear listener. End of the line again. Uh, this was a bit of a shorter episode, but uh, we did talk about uh, if eternity should fail for like uh, two hours. So that's probably a standalone, right? And that's for next week. Same setup of guests. And uh, yeah, we had a pretty deep discussion on it. So looking forward to share that with you all. And yeah, of course, up the ions and skull from the north. (laughs) 